My name is Jack Oatway. And I am Jay Oatway. This is Like Dragon Like Sun, the podcast that talks about D&D. That's uh, right. Two generations, a father, a son, and one love for the world's greatest tabletop role-playing game. There is, in the future, I do maybe want to talk about some other role-playing games as well. We, but. we have mentioned this before. And, and to mm. be honest, as I say tabletop role-playing game, who's playing on the tabletop anymore? I don't know. This what is, is tabletop? This, is, mean, this has man. been a transformative year uh, for D and D by by far. Uh, the biggest thing to ever push it into the the yeah. video chat landscape. I wonder how much bigger, you know, how much more people will be playing D and D after this, you know, like yeah. after the pandemic. Well, it's a great way you know, to stay together. It introduced I mean, a bunch of people, and now people are going to be people began with, with like ideas of like thinking, well, maybe we do Zoom drinks, we do some way to get together and socialize, but. You know, the thing about D&D is you get together and you have got a good three to four hours of whatever ahead of you. That's Adventure. right. Adventure. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, and we want to talk about a part, like a little bit out of our, our comfort zone. I know a little bit out of your comfort zone. A little, you know. Um, and it's something that's on D&D Beyond, but that isn't really official canon stuff. It's... The Critical Role Blood Hunter. Yeah, so this is, though, I mean, isn't it in uh, Explorer's Guide to It is Wild not. Mount? It is a monster in Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount. Oh, so it never made it as an official. It has never made, been made official. It's huh. always just been... I'll tell you why to start with. It's very wordy. I think all of them are. I think here you're a little biased and we're going to have a little debate so i am not the biggest fan of blood hunters first of all i think the name blood hunter just to start with puts me off i i don't know who's hunting blood i think that the whole that whole thing doesn't conjure a clear image in my head as to just what the hell this thing is Mm. and yes i saw this molly mock character in the beginning but i also saw this molly mock character essentially kill himself using his character's features. Yeah, and that's like pretty much the only blood hunter and, that's ever existed. And if that doesn't like, I'm sorry if that's a spoiler. If somebody out oh, there hasn't oh. seen season episode, uh, um, yeah, campaign that's... two, uh, apologies. It was a long time ago at this point. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm gonna even beep that a little bit. Anyways, I won't. Be, I don't think we should. It's it's look. It's like knowing that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Other spoilers. God, we are really ruining things today. <laughs> that happened in like 1979. If you haven't found out by now, come on. Um, so yeah, the Blood Hunter was in uh, the most recent campaign of uh, Critical Role's been playing. That's right. And um, and yeah, I have only really seen that. I, I think the history of it though is like Matt Mercer made it for a for Vin Diesel for a one shot or something that they did at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. I've never seen that one shot. It does seem like the sort of thing that somebody like Vin Diesel would love to play as a character. I, I kind of get that vibe from it. I still though, I, I get, I get turned off very quickly from even digging into it. So we are, we're going to dig into it today. Jack is going to take me 
on a guided tour and all of you at home as well on a guided tour and convince us that playing a blood hunter is something we want to do. Sure. I think the first thing to say is you're right. The name does immediately give you that edgy cut. I cut myself for like magic powers. You know, I don't think people at home, if you're triggered by cutting yourself, please, please don't, don't, don't do this. Like it's, it's okay. You, there's other ways. Yes. But they use essentially blood magic where they'll often, you know, get their own blood somehow. And I, but I don't mind the term blood magic, but they call it in this chemocraft. I think that's super cool. Do you like that? Yeah. That's like what? Like our witch stuff is all craft stuff. Yeah, but we, we had hemocraft, right? Bloodcraft. Bloodcraft. I don't know. Hemocraft is cool. It's like hemoglobin. It's like I blood know where stuff. He, I, the sciencey terms are, but it's a little too combining cool. sciencey with meh. But first, why do I have to like, you know, slice my finger exactly. or whatever, you know? I can just like have a nosebleed. Okay. Well, that's okay. Interesting. Because that makes me think of Stranger Things in Eleven. Right? Yeah, or floss my teeth and like, oh, it's bleeding a little bit. Boom, fiery sword. <laughs> you know, like, why does all this okay. blood have to be like? All right, so it doesn't have up? to be so edgy. What I do, right? No, and why? Okay, here's my argument. It the feature just says I lose hit points. Why can't I flavor it? Okay, what does to the feature say? It says while invoking a blood curse. Oh, okay, well, the main is, thing is for for your but crimson before, right, but. but before it affects the target. You can, you can choose to amplify the curse by losing a number of hit points equal to one roll of your hemocraft die. So it's a random amount that you're going to lose to get, and then you gain mm. some sort of amplification on some sort of power that you've got. We'll get into what some of those powers are or whether it's worth it. Um, and so, okay. So there's an interesting idea here. It says you lose a number of hit points, but for many players and dms out there like ourselves hit points don't always just equal pure life energy blood or like you know, they're not or, just yeah. it's not just your vital statistics it's like it's hard to explain hit points purely on how much damage like your physical body can take i think there's a certain amount of something else like like luck or some sort of life energy or well, just... Well, here, let you know, me read the description for hit points in the basic rules. Hit points represent a combination of physical and mental durability, the will to live, and luck. Creatures yeah. with more hit points are more difficult to kill. Those with fewer hit points are more fragile. Exactly. And that's I think that's how I've always sort of seen hit points. It's not purely um, physical. Although when I'm doing combat and I describe our players hitting a, a monster i typically don't go oh yeah and you really shattered his confidence why not that's a great description <laughs> he's like that's excellent he lost half his hit points that's cr- that's even better than saying oh it looks like he's got a cut right. you know saying this monster looks like he's scared you know like he's he's you've broken he's, his will like, to live that's, that's like yeah that, come on that's pretty good right. maybe i'll save that up for next time um but yeah typically i like describing cuts and gore and, which is funny which then to say on the side that I don't like the idea that my character's cutting themselves. Um, but why does it have to be that? So again, so I, but again, what, am I giving up a bit of my luck, I suppose? Sure, you could be calling, invoking upon, you know, your luck to help I you win the tide a wee bit of, battle, of my you know? life force or, or energy. Or like you're, you're, you're giving psychic, you know, mental energy to like physically exerting yourself to the point where, you know, we think in, here's an example, we've been playing some Star Wars, you know, how sometimes checks sort of put strain on you. 
Yeah. Imagine you're just oh, doing a little bit of mental and physical strain, uh, and as such, your your weapon grows a light, but it's taking a little bit of a toll on you to do so. You know. So are are all the blood hunters like? Are they like melee weapon fighting type people? Mm, I don't actually think so. I think you can actually choose between melee and archery and the thing that's different about them from uh, um, well, that would explain actually second level they get fighting styles mm, i see here exactly. which includes which sort archery, of gives you an idea dueling, of, of what sort of that they great want weapon you to make. or two weapon fighting styles. that's so, the difference from right. from ranger though they get great weapon fighting so you could make your big brutish you know strong tough muscly guy you could make your agile two two scimitars in both hands or your your long bow your heavy crossbow type guy and the fact that you have um you know these proficiency with the all martial weapons you can really make it whatever you want to make it right okay. uh, as well as lots of armor options right but i'm i'm a fighting type person if i'm getting fighting fighting styles i'm definitely not just some sort of support no 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 character. this is not a support I'm not at all. building in fact who's... you kind of want to support if you're going to be playing this are they are they charming characters what they i saw they here that your hemocraft yeah your hemocraft save dc which is so mm. Whatever kind of magic you're using in this character is eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your intelligent modifier. So, in some ways, you're a little akin to wizards. You're like a fighting wizard. Uh, it's a little bit more gish-like gish, almost. Gish -like. Eventually, you'll get to the you idea where you the, can do uh, elemental weapon damage. But gish refers to the Githyanki wizard fighting types. Does it? Yeah, specifically Githyanki. I think it comes or Githyrazi. Uh, or is there a, I don't think it, the, I don't think it is actually related to them. Yeah, I, think I think it it's does. just any think sort it of fighting. From, yeah, magic I think it's guy. used that way these days. But I think its origins are. I could be. Those of you out in Radioland can prove me right. Um, um, that but I think Jack. instead of intelligence is just sheer like mind power. Think of it more as like experience and knowledge. You know, um, we've sort of talked about abilities in the past, but think you know you're calling on history to tell what's wrong with a monster, or craft your your special mutations to empower yourself, or to you know understand like the enemies and like the weaknesses in an enemy from experience as a blood hunter, right? Um, or whatever you want to call yourself. You don't need to call yourself a blood hunter. You could just be like yeah, okay. A bit and more I, and of a we've talked about fighter. this as well, like how we have used different classes to build other things right other classes so like we we've on this podcast do this all the time where we go against trope and we build you know a really great ranger out of a rogue or whatever um and so we could build in theory something else out of uh this blood hunter i could build a cool assassin right yeah i could build some range attack type killer with this sure you can really build any sort of, you know, idea that you want, any sort of fire, and, which I like. And but. I don't have to, I don't have to always be cutting myself open to make this happen. No, I, I, could, I think I could describe I it in almost it, any way. To. Yeah, exactly. You could, I, I, one of my favorites is like, I sort of, sort of thought of, I had this idea for a ride of the storm, which essentially at second level, you can deal extra elemental damage with your weapon attacks. And one of them is the right of the storm, which you do need to take a little bit of damage to empower, but it makes it so all your attacks deal extra lightning damage. I thought a fun way to describe that sort of science is like you pull electrons away from your body and coil them around your weapon. You know, and so ugh, it hurts you a little bit to pull away electrons, you know, and create some balance and which is quickly restored, you know, taking a little bit of damage in the process and shocking yourself a bit. But then your your weapon deals extra lightning damage or something like that, you know, flavoring it a little bit more like thinking of, of science or some sort of way to describe um, or magical way to like feel like, oh, I'm taking resolve or, or straining myself, you know, in some way to 
create elemental power or harm my targets or my right. enemies. So, or whatever, right? so you could just you could see your you could see your veins blackening. Yeah, you could see your you could see your skin getting frosted over. Like you could see, mm. um, or maybe even just like burn scars appear or something. Or it could be like you could reflect it in some ways. It does sort of say, hey, yeah, you're you're hurting because of this right because hp reduction is a it reflects hurt harm mm. of some sort to you yeah um but not irreversible harm mm. something that that you know with some rest or some magic would go away again exactly um and sort of recharge for you i suppose i really though my, my biggest worry on this though again it's is Anytime that you have a character who's who's inflicting harm upon themselves, there's a risk that in the uh, clutch situation, the use of features like this will kill. The if character. you're, um, I mean, it depends if you're being reckless with it. I think is the thing. I think there is a danger in any feature that where you could hurt yourself but i think it does take a player who knows a little bit of you know am i too going too low is this too risky at lower levels it may be too risky to amplify a blood curse which we'll talk a little bit about that feature later you know but thinking you know is this the right call again you don't have to sacrifice your life force it's just a way to bump up some of your your best features so another feature you get well we haven't even started oh, with the features I suppose we should that start was from the, the beginning. That was called the Blood Maledict we've been talking about. Have we, uh, well, we've sort of just been talking about Crimson Right and the general flavoring. Important things of note, we talked about fighting styles as well. Hit points, proficiencies, and equipment. Classic equipment, you get uh, choice of different armor, you get a free right. crossbow. So your light, light and medium armor mm. and shields, simple and martial weapons, alchemist supplies. Yeah. Okay. For free. And dex intelligence saves. Okay. Rogue stuff. And yeah interesting it i feel like this really you could make a strength blood hunter but you're gonna have an easier time making a dex right blood hunter because so, it gives you choices with so um, dex finesse fighting class kind of as well and ac because you're gonna be up in the fray a little bit as well uh, i also suggest you have a good constitution if you're going to be playing this class just a suggestion for my part yeah i would say i I'd, I'd make an argument that every class you play you should never dump that's true. Constitution. It's yeah, fair. Like, ever. Although, uh, there is no wrong way to play. And playing a, a really weak Constitution character, if they're really good at other things, and just ha that happened to be their weakness, could be quite funny in the party. As long as the party knows that. You know, that real that they, 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 they faint at a lot of things. A lot of, like, wherever Constitution checks come in, they're like, oh, if anybody gets poisoned, they're the one that gets poisoned. You know, you have to expect, if you're going to be low Constitution, that that's an issue for that Run character. and hide and just but help But it people. also means that they maybe are doubly good at a couple of other skills that, you know, maybe they're a really good face slash, uh, you know. Research, yeah. you know, intelligence, That they've wisdom. got some, some bumps other, in other places. Um so yeah, I generally would say as a as a rule for making a, you know, a character that mm. doesn't that isn't too on the on the weedy side though. Yeah, if you wanna, especially if you're going to be taking if you're going to be taking a character like this, I don't know if that's maybe the right way to go with it. Mm. Um, it would be a funny way to go, perhaps. Yeah, Hunter's Bane is essentially the idea is you've been initiated into the ritual whatever somehow. Um, you can make it up for your own character that you've gone through some hardships to gain blood hunter powers, right? So you sent away for a kit in the mail. Maybe. 
Why not? Could be. And it came and, you know, you, uh, you, you followed the, the, you know, the 12 steps that uh, are right. in the guidebook, uh, you know, and completed the ritual and ceremony and ta-da, they, uh, they have you fill out your own name on your Bloodhunter certificate yeah. of authenticity. Your DM could role play that there's an order of people in this world, you know, that there's some secret society or some like, classic training program for these, you know, weird fighters who draw on their own life force and strain themselves to create supernatural effects, you know, and hunt down evil creatures. And it makes me think of, of Demon Slayer. Um, but this, this could be, but this could be a backstory that includes you just being bitten by a spider, like sure. Spider-Man style. Yeah, why not? Absolutely, you know, it could be some weird ice Radio, spider, some up radioactive in the north spider. You can, you know, in a laboratory, bit you, and you, you can have even these, like and you have bite powers. yourself, spider style, to like draw forth, like you know, special cold damage. You so know, you, some ice spider. could you make a Spider-Man type character with this? Um. I don't think Spider-Man really uses weapons is the only thing. I think these are kind of weapon guys. They're not really Well, that's true, punchers. but I suppose through across the thing. But you, you don't really, you're not, I, so I don't know much about the their special curses and powers So blood maladies so. are really about like affecting other creatures. Um, and they're about sort of opening weaknesses or making them a little bit easier to hit. There's an array of them, but they're never really right. like so mobility you, stuff. So these or are each each of these this, this under this feature called Blood Maledict, you get right. something called a blood curse. How many of these do I get? So you gain one blood curse, not too much to manage. You just learn one to start with, and whenever you'd be able to, you know, replace it with another. Um, hmm, hold on. Wait, let me read this. Wait, hold on. You gain one blood curse of your choice. You learn additional blood curse of your choice, and you can choose one blood curse. It's, oh, oh, I see. At six, so at 6th level, 10th, 14th, and 8th level, you can gain extra ones. So by the end of this, you'll have five different blood curses. When do I get my next one? 6th uh, level. So one at 1st and one at 6th. Yep. All right. Not too so, much to manage. Right. So but you're never going to have too many of those. Okay. There will be other things you need to keep track of, though. There, it is a little bit of a complex class, especially if we get into and some and of the even the way it's laid out here. So I know there's a bunch of other things between now and actually where the blood curses are written in the mm. the thing. Think invocations but type I, stuff. I, I get it. So this is a little reminds me of warlocks, right? And I I would like if we can just to just cut to blood curses for a second. So sure, sure. Let's cut to the blood things. curses. We're on them right now. Let's and like to sort of see if there's any in here that I'm quite again the word blood and having to be in everything kind of annoys me. Um, they called them maledictions to begin with, right? Blood yeah. maled... Why do you call they, them curses? Or why did like they that? then have to switch back to curses? Why isn't it not Well, maledictions just, are curses, but... Yeah, I know, but just keep that word, malediction. So the first one's called blood curse of the anxious, but it could be malediction Could just be anxious. curse of the anxious, you know? Could be. Um, again, flavorous, remove oh. the word blood if it's not really what you sort of want, if it's just physical exertion, you know? Um... These are all about trying to induce effects within your enemy to make them, you know, more susceptible to certain things uh, that you'll find. Whether that's restraining creatures, you know, making them, you know, easier to manipulate, you know, bloating them, corroding them, you know, exposing them, blinding them. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do to right, enemies so with these. Blood but these are all about binding is a bonus action. You attempt to bind creatures within 30 feet of you. Bind a creature. That is no more than one size larger than you. So it could be a large creature. So you could be Spider-Man. So, yeah, this could it's be... It's 30 feet of you. It's a web. It's a curse of binding. It doesn't explain... 
like any of the flavor of how that works. So that's completely up to you. Mm-hmm. It could be like you throwing a web until the end of the turn um, where they break out of it. The target know? must exceed a strength saving throw. Or have their speed reduced to zero and they can't use reactions until the end of your next turn. Right. A little bit of a weaker restraint. So it's like an auto like hit. A but almost. again, this is the saving throw is versus your uh, intelligence hemocraft type thing. Your so hemocraft. You think your inventory spidery so, man yeah. type stuff. So this is been, so you really boost making. your intelligence. I'm not sure why it has to be intelligence, but because eh, it's okay. just experience and learning and but you know understanding. The cool stuff thing like is that. now with um, custom lineages, origins, yeah, origins, lineages, we can yeah. we can pretty much p- push our stats into intelligence exactly. no matter what we want to be so that should be fine um we just make get our intelligence to 16 or 18 whatever we can get it up to mm. um and then yeah that's actually not bad their strength you saving not everything's got good strength saving throws so it's true and um, though normally it only lasts you know one until the end of your next turn you can amplify it take a little bit of damage but still being being and it, it lasts for a minute you know, with granting says repeated saves. the target saves. must be speed is zero and they can't use reactions. It doesn't actually say that they're restrained, though. They're not restrained. Or or just that their speed is zero and they can't use reactions. It's a bit better than being grappled. It's better than being restrained. It is better. So it's, um, it's in between grapple if and it restraint. Was, yeah. If it was restrained, everybody would have advantage on, advantage on their own. It's just maybe a little bit too much, the designers thought. The designer... Um, well, I'm sure there's multiple people who Maybe. have worked on this. Um, and then, okay, so now this is one where I can take a little bit of that damage you and strain I can yourself bump a little it, bit and, and they're going to be bound for a minute. That's right. But, of course, they can repeat saves, and if they succeed, it And it can affect it a creature regardless of its size, so I can hit a Tarrasque with it. Yeah, uh-huh. gargantuan creature, big web. <laughs> um, and the end of each of its turns. All right, so there's... so I, I, We don't have to go through all of these, but... Here's one that I'm, again, I'm, I'm okay. I'm getting a little excited about, you know, the possibilities of, of a character that is out there, you know, sort of doing a a Spider-Man uh, sort of vibe or Spider-Woman sort of zap, mm. zap. Um, remember, though, you can use person. it only once. So, so okay, so blood curses are what? They're once, once per, long per rest. short or long rest. Oh, okay, once per short rest. But you gain an additional use as a bonus uh, action. I go poof. as six, at sixth level. So at sixth level, you'll know two, and you'll so, have two uses right. of each. So if, if I I've, and I can only pick one. So I could pick if I picked binding mm, once per short rest. Spider, yeah. I can go <laughs> and they're like and they're tied up until the end of my next turn. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not a huge feature. I mean, it's okay-ish, I guess. Um, mm. They can't use reactions. People can move past that. And their move, you know, their movement speed is zero. Uh, movement zero. Uh, and I guess, I mean, I guess other people can still wail on them. Um, it would seem, though, that, yeah, it's unfortunate it's not a little bit better, like restrained until the end of your turn. Yeah. I mean, stunning strike has them stunned until. But the that's end of... fifth level. This is first. Level. All right, fair enough. Um, so that one's okay. That I, I don't mind. But this is not our only option. There's okay, things you right. can do to deal There's extra bloated damage. Agony. You know? uh, we won't touch on all of them, but I think we can maybe do. Painfully, they painfully swell up. Ugh. So um, this could be some sort of spider poison you put in them to like, uh, you know, that's like. Uh, uh. 
uh, and there's a bunch here that are sort of higher, or which again, 15th level, I'm not going to worry about these because playing them might not come up, but um, Curse of Exposure, when a creature you can see within 30 feet is hit by an attack, you can use a reaction to temporarily weaken their resilience against it till the end of the turn. The target loses resistances to damage types of the triggering attacker spell. So if you see, so if you see one of your party hit somebody, and they go, and you go, oh, they I seem to, or the DM goes, you didn't think that did much damage. You think right. it should, and so then you go, you're actually like, it did. <laughs> so you're like, oh, it seems to have resistance against. Well, the DM would weapons. say like, "Oh, you find like attack doesn't really do yeah, as yeah. much as you think." And it then, would. and then you see that as a player and go, "Okay, so I can use my reaction to allow to, it to do to, full yeah, damage, exactly. make that attack do full damage, but only until the end of the turn." So no, no, only for that triggering attack or spell. Not even until the end of the next turn, just for that one attack. Right, so just that one attack. But it could even be through. you if you hit with an attack and you know that things got resistance. Ah, and boom. then you can go through, and then you, you can. With it. Yeah, it doesn't seem doesn't seem like that's all that interesting. If you amplify it though, it instead loses invulnerability to the damage type, sure. instead having resistance until the end of the turn. Yeah, fun. Which is okay. Uh, because you're using it as a reaction, it's maybe not that lasting all that long. If it said end of the round, then it would be, you know, until the end these of the next These aren't necessarily super powerful. They're just small little quirks that these allow are. you to These are. I get that now. So these blood curses, break down these little is blood maledic things, you shed some hit points for if you want to amplify them. If you don't want to amplify them, there's no hit point loss, mm -hmm. right? That's right. So this is just a free magical thing you can kind of do. Yeah, a free sort of technique, some and cool very, thing you've picked I mean, up from kind your of, training. To be honest, they're kind of cantrippy. Like, yeah. as I'm reading through them... Of course, it's a cantrip that you can cast once per short or long rest. Yeah, I mean, it's very, like, nerfed in a and way. They do damage. They, really. Yeah, because a lot of these aren't really super great. Like... Curse of the Fallen Puppet, when a creature you can see within 30 feet of you drops to zero hit points, you can use your reaction to give that creature a final act of aggression. It seems very... Um, it immediately makes a single weapon attack against the target of your choice within uh, its attack range. Just cool. But if you amplify it, you can cause it to move up to half its speed, and then... Granted a bonus to the attack roll equal to your intelligence mod. Yeah, I mean, that's that one's quite creepy and cool. We were talking in a previous episode about gothic characters, right? Mm. Um, in which case, I was I was joking about making a uh, Hexblood, Blood Hunter, Hexblade. Um, just because the words are funny. Um, but the, uh, the idea of something like this, this fallen puppet, like something that's died and then you pick it up and you have it swing its sword a couple more times or one more time at somebody and then it falls down like a puppet that you've animated definitely falls into the realm of horror, creepy, you know, scary, spooky stuff. I want to like think of this. I imagine this like the blood hunters along the, the, you know, wall penetrating into this prison to get his friend free. He pulls back his bow, looses an arrow, hits a guard to the neck, killing it instantly. But the guard, its neck cricks back upwards, turns towards its friend and makes a slash against him. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to play somebody creepy, I think, yeah, that first of Curse of Fallen Puppets kind of fun. But there's a bunch of cool ones, like marking things and, and making spellcasters lose concentration. And there's a bunch Is of options. Is that the muddled mind one? Well, it's not just, they don't just lose it, but they have disadvantage. Um, 
where you know so you're probably going to break their concentration if they have disadvantage like it's it's going to be okay. harder especially if you do more damage with your crimson so right so first level i pick up a little cursey thing like that you pick that up a little curse you can use once per short or long rest right and there's a bunch of options to choose from and eventually you'll get some more you know but think of it as a cool little technique like almost like your own sort of magical battle master fighting thing you know that's a little bit less just i make my attack cooler and i make my enemy worse you know a little bit more of a debuff type thing uh, then second level you pick up a fighting style much like a ranger or a paladin picking up their fighting style a little bit later you yeah. also do that but this sort of defines what kind of weapon you're and is using it, uh, you're only list limited to these four then right yeah so it's one of the shortest lists i almost wonder if it would be worth revising you know or going back over now that there's new fighting well, styles that's what I was say. or if you'd even allow them to pick up new fighting styles you know could i could totally see a thrown weapon fighting blood hunter you know, why not? They've got, you know, poison darts, which they throw, or, or hand axes coated in their blood, or something like that. You know, if you want to go oh, that it's blood It's with route, all the blood. Hey, I'm just you, working with what they've got and trying to inspire, inspire our, our listeners a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, don't, don't be bloody. <laughs> all right, second level. Second feature at second level. So this is a bit of an interesting class. We have two things at first level and two things at second level as well. Um so it's a little bit, ooh, there's a lot out of the front, but it's we not too We say a much. lot, but I mean, first level, I mean, wasn't, I mean, it wasn't huge. Well, it's true. We didn't got. get a lot. I mean, we that, just got advantage on tracking and learning things. once per and, short rest. You know, once per short rest, yeah. Um, curse. And it also gave you advantage on survival checks, right? Yeah. So tracking things. Specific things. And though. intelligent checks to find information about them. So you're a little rangery in that well, sense. Well, you know a little bit about, you know, evil monsters like fae, yeah, fiends, yeah. undead. Fair enough. Sounds okay. I would allow, if, if someone came to me and says, I want to be the total ooze hunter. That's my blood hunter guy. He's all about tracking and killing oozes. And I'd be like, all right. I think we also did an episode sometime last year where we discussed that oozes were poorly categorized. Yeah, and that they could be fiends. Potentially. Could be. Mm. Or aberrations. I totally allow like an aberration hunter mm. type thing to know a little bit more about those. But yeah, it gives me Demon Slayer type vibes. Anyways, second level, Crimson Rite. Uh, you can invoke your Rite of Hemocraft uh, within your weapon at the cost of your own vitality. Choose from the Primal Rite. I so this is essentially... as it says cost of your own vitality again. Well, vitality doesn't have to be blood or I know, like I know. That. But again, I sort of feel this. like, like you killing yourself to do... This one does require to, uh, like you to take a little bit of damage crazy. no matter what. I was going to take a D of damage just so that it would stay bound for one minute. I don't know if that's worth it. Anyways, go on. Mm. So you take 1D4 damage, and until you finish your short or long rest, uh, or if you aren't holding the weapon, um, you deal an extra D4 damage with it, which also scales. So eventually you'll do D6, D8, and D10 Um Think of this as you know the the feature from uh, the, the 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 Kensei, where they have to take their bonus action to gain an extra you know martial arts die yeah. to their attack. This is like you don't need to use a bonus action. Oh, it is a bonus action, but you only do it once, and then for the rest of the day or until you drop the weapon, um, it, it just always does rest. extra yeah. elemental damage um, until you finish your short or long rest. So this lasts the whole fight, even if the fight is an hour long. Um, yeah. Or five hours long at the table. <laughs> this is going to be up that whole time. Um, unless something's got, gotten you to like not hold the weapon at the end of your turn. Um, there are three options at lower levels, which just 
the options are what elemental damage type is this does it deal extra lightning damage does it deal extra cold damage does it deal extra fire damage it just means that you're doing a little bit more damage output which eventually will become d6 d8 d10 if you multi-class this with something like a rogue or um like a i don't know what else could you i suppose a rogue's a classic example this is like you'd have this on top of your sneak attack on top of your regular damage dice you know on top of any other curses you've got going and you've already got a pretty fun lethal takedown you know debuffing interesting you know battler on the field a little bit and that's pretty much it at second level oh we should talk about you know um you get an additional seventh level you know one of those either fire cold or lightning at seventh level and at 14th level you can use an extra special one do you want to do thunder psychic or necrotic so it gives you some more you know some better damage types at, at much higher levels um, although, depending on the subclass you pick, which we're coming up on, uh, I could also give you your own little special right you can do. All right, Blood Hunter Order. You've now committed yourself uh, to an order of the Blood Hunter Martial Focus. So, you are either the Order of the Ghost Slayer, think Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I mean, apologies no, no, to the listeners at home. Just backing up. So that the weapon's additional damage is 1d4. But it scales. But it's you have to choose whether you want it to be fire, cold, lightning, necrotic, psychic, mm. or thunder. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No. When you gain this feature, you choose which it is. So so you only get to choose it once. So like you, you theme yourself at the beginning? Or is it every time you adjust you know, it? You theme, when you gain this feature, you choose which damage type. As a part of your character's theme. Okay, so you're, and you actually choose only from fire, cold, cold or lightning. Or lightning. To start That's with. right. Okay. So you so do second level, lightning you webs get, you or get a little, you yeah. get a little extra juice. Um, yeah. That's okay. At the cost of your own, you know, <laughs> vitality, luck. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's strain yourself again. I'm trying to think as we're doing this, like of how that works into a character build that. Um, that seems to make sense. Again, if I'm trying to stick with my spider sure. idea. Spider-Man totally has lightning webs. Does he? Yeah, of course. All right. We'll go with lightning then. Uh, third level, you gain your Blood Hunter order. You can okay. choose Ghost now, so Slayer, Profane four Soul. Four orders, yeah. right? Ghost Slayer, Profane Soul, Mutant, and Lycan. Ghost Slayer is what Molly Mock was. Um, he's got also, you get a special right stuff. You're like totally about killing undead is the thing. Uh, Profane Soul is like, you know how there's the Eldritch Knight and the Arcane Trickster? This is that, like, half-cast, you know, third-caster, um, quarter-caster type idea for the Blood Hunter, which gives you some Warlock spells. So it essentially makes you more of a Warlocky Blood Hunter. Order of the Mutant has special mutagens they make to enhance themselves in a certain way. Teenage Mutant Ninja um, This is very much so about buffing yourself. Um, but there, are, the fun thing about this subclass is that there are drawbacks to every boost you have, but they're actually quite good boosts. And then Order of the Lycan, which is your werewolf. You want to be a werewolf, but it could werebore, be a spider. Yeah, of course, you could be a spider. I mean, it, it does mean you're doing unarmed strikes now, which is more Spider-Man punchy. So maybe that is the way we want to go. I was thinking maybe like... Well, if, and if we could go back and convince mutant, our DM that our fighting style should be... Unarmed fighting. Unarmed fighting. Yeah, D6 or D8 if you got... Yeah, I don't see why we couldn't be able to do that. That's a great idea. You know, or pick up archery and then pick up the feet, unarmed fighting, Mm. you know, from fighting specialist or whatever, martial fighting initiate, that feat. 
Um, do you want to talk about the subclasses now, or do you want to finish some of the the other features to go through? It's just ASI and and you know. Yeah. So the ASI extra you attack pick up at level four to be fine. It's classic. Um, and uh, probably boosting your intelligence or your constitution or strength or dexterity. Well, maybe I would do strength I'm or dexterity or pick if, up a feat. If your hemocraft all of these powers, I'd say this is where we almost pick up our. This is where we pick up our unarmed fighting a little bit. Maybe. You know, with the fighting initiate feat. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it really just depends like how then much... Then archery is for our ranged webs. Or how much you want your powers your, to do the work for you. Um, okay. All right, fifth level, you can attack twice instead of once whenever you take the attack action. Um, sixth level, there's some more features going on. Uh, it does get a little complicated higher on, and I'm not super convinced on all the higher level stuff per se. Um, but essentially, they're kind of complicated so as well. So there's one at sixth level where you brand a creature. Yeah. And you get to know where they are. It, essentially, it's like a cool, like, you know, edgy hunter's mark. Yeah. Essentially. Uh... And each time the branded creature deals damage to you or somebody you can see within five feet of you, it takes psychic damage. Equal to your intelligence modifier. Again, why maybe boosting that ASI at your ASI might not be a bad idea. Uh, your brand lasts until you dismiss it or you put it on another creature. So pretty good. I Doesn't, guess. It never ends. You know, it lasts indefinitely until you use it again. Um, so you meet another creature however sort of, many years it is, down the line. Kind of they're still like, branded. And it's kind of... It, it's not, it's not bad again if you're in a melee fight situations a lot, um, as. And it's a once per short rest thing that you slap on them actually. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, once per short rest. It's essentially don't hurt me or my friends, or you take damage, and I always know where you are, type thing. Thinking about this actually. A little bit of spoilers for current Critical Role, but I think he actually slapped a brand of castigation on the Mighty Nine. Do you think? Yeah, I think I remember Lucian putting a brand on someone, which means he knows the direction they're at. Hmm, interesting. Anyways, <laughs> uh, ninth level, Grim Psychometry. Psychometry, I don't know, the names are a little weird as well. Um, you... Oh, Supernatural hey. talent for discerning the history Surrounding mysterious objects or places touched by evil. When you make a history check to recall information about a darker past surrounding an object you are touching or a location you're present in, you have an advantage on the roll. So this does make you a bit more of a dark investigator. Yeah, type. Dark investigator by ninth level. Bit so, cool, kind of like spider sensey, maybe. Yeah, a bit and I, I think if you were playing a, a more of a mid tier uh, private investigator type character this could be quite cool this this could be interesting a little bit more gadgety as well you could like rule the blood curses or you the could stuff do as, you, you know? could do a yeah a interesting private detective maybe with this especially given your high intelligence mm -hmm. investigation checks and things like that would be really good um yeah i could see a a detective character maybe yeah the information gleaned often leans towards more sinister influ sinister influences of the past Sinister stick, six, <laughs> okay, uh, and sometimes conveys visions of things previously unknown to the character on higher roles. Um, 
All right, so I, I'm still not sure if you're winning me over on this. I'm I'm working pretty hard over here trying to imagine myself playing. Okay, this you still. want any sort of like cool, but maybe the, maybe cool the okay. So, but let's character? instead of going through all, all the right, orders, right, right, right. I'm kind of thinking I'm going to keep the, if we have any chance of this is my kind of my Spider-Man idea. I think, and I know we're not doing exactly Spider-Man. This would obviously be a D and D sort of version of it, but with that sort of idea in the background. Sort of been bitten um, by bitten some by a spider that weird transformed the thing, and I've got this sort of like, and that makes sense with some of this like spider sense things happening here. Let's just look purely at the order of lichen. If we can make this one subclass work, I don't need all of them. Ooh, you have advantage on perception checks that relate hearing or smell. Heightened senses. That's like spider senses. Spidey totally. sense. Right. As a bonus action, you transform into your hybrid form. You can speak, use equipment, and wear armor in this form. Uh, you can also revert uh, to your normal form earlier as a bonus action. So your bonus action, get into your spider, you know, stance, whatever, you know. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to mean you sprout a bunch of arms and legs. It's but true. Could I gain the climbing feature? Also, uh, do, do, do. Let's see what you... So it's a once per short rest. You trans, you heighten your spider, spidery nature. Right. You gain plus one to melee damage rolls. He's pretty strong. An advantage on strength checks and saving throws. He can lift a bus. He can jump around. Interesting. Totally spider. So you get advantage on these things the same way that a barbarian would It get. is a little bit like a rage. Rage. Also like rage, you have but resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage. Huh. Not made with silver weapons. So silver weapons still get you. Interesting. Um, and while you're not wearing heavy armor, you get a plus one bonus to your AC. He never wears heavy armor. Well... You don't have heavy armor proficiency with this character anyways. That's so. true, but if you did, you wouldn't... But plus one buff to your medium armor. Plus one bonus to AC, advantage on strength checks, extra melee damage. Uh, also this, um, you can apply your Crimson Right uh, to your unarmed strikes. So now your punches deal extra lightning or cold or fire as well. That's great. Uh, you can use Dexterity oof, instead of Strength for the attack and damage rolls of your unarmed strikes as well. Oh, there you go. Well, boom. That's super great for our spidery, punchy, jumping right. around. And there's already a plus one, an extra plus one melee damage. Which is great. Better than Monk's, frankly. On this as well. <laughs> okay. When well, you the, use the attack action, yeah. you can make one arm strike as a bonus action. So now you can make three attacks per turn with your boom, 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 especially at 5th level. And they deal 1d6 slashing damage, although we could keep bludgeoning damage if we want. Um... And it increases to D8 at 11th level, which is very nice. So we don't even need to take unarmed fighting style. It just gives it to us. Right. I mean, unarmed fighting would have given us what extra on that? Oh, that's a good question. I think it just like bumps it up to a D6, and if we have both hands free, a D8. Is that all unarmed? Oh, sorry, I was trying to pull it I'm up. I'm pretty sure that's all it does. The one thing we do have to keep mind of, though, is the bloodlust feature, um, which... If you start your turn with no more than half your hit point maximum, you got to succeed on a DC 8 wisdom saving throw um, or move towards a creature near to you and attack them. So this could mean, like, hmm. So it does kind of dictate, like, it could take up your turn, and at worst it means you're hurting your friend. But it, it you know, at best if you fail, you waste your action. Wow, this is pretty bad with a rage, and or if there's something that like prevents you from concentrating, you automatically fail. I feel like maybe don't multi-class the barbarian for this then, <laughs> especially if you're gonna get to lower hit points. But that's a, a small thing. Footnote: Hey, at this, this is a great one for our spidery jumping around guy. 
your speed increases by 10 feet, and you can also add a 10 feet uh, foot to your long jump distance and three feet to your high jump distance. Yeah, that's pretty good. You also gain a plus one bonus to attack rolls with your unarmed strikes, which scale as well. And when you have your lightning gloves active, you know, or whatever, your, your lightning damage, uh, your unarmed strikes are considered magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity. Yeah. Yeah, this is totally spider senses active and, and jumping around the battlefield and, you know, total spider man type stuff. Advanced transformation at 11th level. Uh, you can use your hybrid transformation twice now per short or long rest. Uh, and you gain regeneration. Uh, so it's only once per short rest I can go to this form then. It's true that you get the extra cool super stuff right. for one minute. When does that, how much is, uh, for druids, do they recharge in long rests? I think if you're Circle of Moon, it's short rest. Otherwise, it's long rest. Right. So they only get two per that time. It's true, but now we have two per short or long rest. Hmm. Uh, it's not like Rage, where it ends if you don't get attacked or attacked. Which is nice, It lasts nice, the whole right? duration. It is quite nice. forcing you to deal with any of that. So it gives you some other options. So even at a lower level character, like if we're staying sort of, mm. you know, say... Four to so seventh is when the stalker's prowess kicks in. You get all the big jumps and things. Um, so yeah, so between say four and seven, it's still not too bad, right? Because we pick up the order feature at what third? Did is that right? The the order. Yes. That's right. Um, okay, so I'm coming around to Bloodhunter a little bit. I'm thinking if I had to do a like a fourth level or fifth level build. Fifth level, I get the extra attack. Sixth level. You get the brand. I get that. that and an extra blood curse. That branding thing is kind of like a little bit. Well, just flavor it as whatever you well, want. Well, I guess. I mean. Like you're like, like, oh, this, okay. I know this guy's scent. I can track him down now. I guess. I guess tracking somebody's fine. Um, and, and yeah, you get one more of those little curses that you can throw on things, right? Yeah. Or do you get to use it twice? Is that what you, you get? You get an extra one, and you can use both twice. Both twice or both? Yeah, every one twice. Um, hmm, I wonder if like I guess. it's like spell slots or if it's like individual. That's interesting. Let me read up on that. Class features. Hmm. You can use... Oh, so you can use this feature once. So, yeah. You can... It's like spell slots. Essentially, you have one... Yeah, so you little ticks on slot. the D&D Beyond probably where you like, once yeah. it's ticked off, you can't use it again. Um, so you get, yeah, two slots of it. At sixth level. So I could be two bind things. So which fighting style would you take with a character like this then? I mean, if we're a dex build, mm. and we're going to be, if we fight in melee range, we're going to be doing... Because, hey, we, I'd pick two up in fighting... Because our while we're in trans, you know, whatever yeah, yeah. in in transformation, we gain uh, our our unarmed strikes are simple weapon attacks. So we can count our fist as a, a, a and gain it the bonus with the second with the left hook. Yeah, that you're suggesting. I think so. Yeah, I'd, I'd allow that as a DM. That sounds all right. So I take that. So I'm I, I can punch punch, but then. Am I always going to be a, a melee fighter like this? I sort of feel like if I'm a dex build, it would be smart for me to uh, to also have a range attack weapon of well, some sort. Well, what would that range attack be? 
Well, I know we were we were talking Spider Man for a while there, but he obviously we obviously don't have a the sling web sling web slinging type thing in the game. Although talk to your DM, I don't know. But let's say we had we had like martial weapon proficiency, right? Sure. So I could take a heavy crossbow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like there's, there's It just means you can't punch things. Well, but sometimes you will. Like if things get in close to you then you put them away and you, you go pull out your fists. you go use your lichen form. Yeah. To you, you rage spider yeah, rage. You rage out. Like you hulk out and you and you get all buffed up and you punch, 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 punch. And then if you're not in that form, then you're you sit back and you shoot the heck out of things. Yeah. And we pick up And you tree. use your binding thing once in a while to either prevent things from escaping or whatever. You use yeah. your tracking thing once in a while. Or let your friends get away. For hunting, helping hunt things down. Uh, or, yeah. I suppose, yeah. I mean, so it's... Yeah. I think the trick is to, for me, in all of this, is to get away from it always having to be some sort of really gross blood hunty dark ritual doesn't need to be sacrificing chickens and whatnot and instead the idea that yeah something like a you're just akin a little bit, to a you know, radioactive yeah. spider or something you've got a little bit of like history with with dealing with monsters and you know how to you know knock them down with special techniques you've learned over the years whether magical or not magical it's up to you sure. you know and you've just got to strain yourself a little bit and make these super cool effects yeah but those super cool effects to be honest a aren't so super cool yeah and frankly and yeah the buff on it it would be it would i think if you were a smart player you like say i'm, I'm taking the binding curse as one of my curses for sure mm. that the buff on it to let make it last for one minute that would be a pretty clear, like, strategic decision on the board that yeah. we cannot let this one get away. And it's within 30 feet of me, so I don't have to be that close to it anyways. And I have to sort of think, okay, well, if I'm playing... If I'm playing range attack character, then I'm, I can sit back on this a bit. Yeah. And, yeah, so I maybe not taking any damage in the combat anyways because I've been... where I've been sitting, so... I roll what's a D four worth of damage to 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 buff that to amplify that. Then D four is not that much. I mean, yeah. we can probably. When does it that. scale up? A good question, actually. At fifth level, it becomes a D six. So oh, you take crap. a D six and you deal an extra D six. So you take more damage. Fun times. Um, but none of my other skills, like none of my lichen features, required me to to do anything. I don't didn't. think they do. No. So. Yeah, so all my feral might, resilient hide, and predatory strikes. That's all cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no funkiness in there. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... All right. So, I, all right. You've done a great job helping. This could take be cool with Artificer. Pick an armorer and get your stealth suit, and you've got totally a Spider-Man suit. Could be. At higher levels, you know, you mix a little bit of like this, you know, lycanthropy spider genetics with like inventory gadgets and lightning webs, and then you could probably some pick like Thorn Whip as your slinging web. 
you know, from a cantrip from our divisor, and you've totally got like a Spider-Man character. That's actually an interesting idea. If I went very their human, intelligence, if right? I went very human, both intelligence, and took uh, took the druid initiate. No, take artificer initiate. Artificer initiate. They yeah. get thrown away. Yeah. Yeah, so you get tools of your choice. You could pick up like I don't know leather Tinkers workers or whatever weavers. That's like Tinker, your Spider-Man Tinker's suit. Tinker tools. Or, well, you get yeah, or Tinker tools. Old school Spidey was a tinkerer. Yeah, sure. Tinker tools, whatever. And then pick up a couple cantrips, thorn whip for your web sling. Yeah. And what else? Like mending. I don't know. He's he's got some stuff. Acid splash. Well, wait, you get, don't you get a first level spell if you do that? No, I think Artificer Initiate's a bit different. Uh, maybe Here, back, let me pull up. Maybe go back to Druid one. Because if you could get, is, is Web first level? No, I can't remember. I don't know if they get Web. It's the thing, though. You could pick, how about Wizard? That's intelligent still, right? It they is. don't get Thorn Web. They don't get but Thorn Web, though. Here, Artificer Initiate. Oh, hmm. You learned one cantrip and one first level spell. So pick up Thorn Whip and Web, web from second Artificer. Level. Is it second level? Dang it. <laughs> Be a good one. But uh, you can cast this feat's first level spell without a spell slot. So once per long rest. And when our differencer tool of your choice, which can be a spell casting focus. So if it's your, your you know, tinker's tools of some kind, you've got your little gadget or whatever on your arm like he has. Sure. Thorn whip. And so web is an artificer spell, but it's at second level. Here, let me um, let's look. What could be a fun artificer? If you multi-class into artificer, though, like you suggested, with at higher levels, you'd eventually pick up web. But um, first level, we can pick absorb elements, alarm, catapult. That could be like you know, you like sometimes webs things and then slings yeah, web things at somebody, yeah. someone. Um, cure wounds once you. Crimson right yourself. <laughs> um, detect magic, disguise self, expeditious retreat if you want to go faster, feather fall, jump if you want to jump super high for a little while. Very Spider-Man to do that. Mm, long strider, snare. If you set up a snare trap, that could be a web that you set up or something. I don't know. Some ideas. Hopefully some form of inspiration in there for you. Uh, as a little bit of a more of a gadgety spider climbs a second level spell as well yeah so maybe it's even worth roll like you know multi-classing a little bit into can artificers get spider climb they can Boom. interesting third level or no we have to be fifth level artificers this is oh much higher God. level so we're eighth level ninth level already yeah well i mean this is just it artificers get don't get spells very readily no um you could although circle of, circle of land does get both those spells and would have but got them it would much be a sooner mix with wisdom and intelligence is the only problem yeah that sucks wizards also get both these spells yeah so then most class in a wizard well because they don't get thorn whip then Whatever, it doesn't matter. We can still pick up our Divisor Initiative feet. <laughs> just to get the spell <laughs> slot. <sighs> <laughs> this build is getting harder all the time. No, it's fine. Well, I say it's getting harder, but we are trying to create a very specific exactly. idea. As we sort of playing around, whoa, could we make a Spider-Man? And then this Why we, not? Look, just and get that's, and catapult this is, in I think your, this is, yeah. you know, again, uh, or for a jump or folks something. at home here, a little lesson in, in how you go about, you, you know, building... Uh, a character sometimes if you start to get something in your head you start looking at it and you start thinking well how could I create something that had those sorts of things that I've seen in a comic book character um, and now Spidey is very obvious but maybe you're a fan of something less obvious maybe not quite as you know so maybe something a bit more obscure a little bit but still has some cool features 
there's a good chance that you can find some spells, or you can find some features or some abilities out there that that can do that. And then you go about putting the character together. Um, I don't think, I don't think I can get, I don't think we can get a low level version of Spidey put together with our blood hunter. Yeah. But I do think though that it oh. did, it did give me an idea of fourth though, level. Was, and then to be honest, I don't want to make Spider-Man. Like I think Spider-Man in D and D is a bit dorky. Like that's not, yeah. I don't want to do that. I'd want it to be his own character, but I think this idea of starting with that idea of, of having been able to bind people like that, being able to fight, being able, I, even just the simple idea that somehow, and maybe it's a better backstory, it's not a radioactive spider, but it's still, it was, it was on some adventure. Maybe he wasn't, or she wasn't even yet, mm-hmm. like uh, a proper, you know, adventuring hero of any sort, but, um, but in the in some lost and forgotten caves or in some maybe it's I don't know, even some witch's hut in the woods or something, um, there is a spider that bites you. And you know, come up with whatever story you want to get that spider bite. And then that transformed you. And now you're trying to hunt down that witch. Sure. Find the antidote. Maybe. Maybe that's part of your backstory thing. Or maybe you've come to accept it. Yeah. And you just want revenge. Maybe you've tried to find the witch. Maybe you even did at some point and they were just maybe you killed them. What do you want? And it was nothing. You know, it still hasn't fixed it. And you're like, damn, I'm stuck with this. Uh, Now what? So, yeah, uh, I think there is, there is other magic items and stuff that could give you spider climb type abilities. It's true. There are other things that you could pick up along the way. I think Um, honestly, multi-classing to Artificer is the next best thing. Especially because I think subclasses you go armor with it you pick up your dampening field spidey suit you know which lets you you know have a bit of you know chunkier armor that doesn't impose stealth disadvantage and gives you better speed and all these things like it feels very spidey to me um if we even wanted to lean a little bit more into that archetype Hmm. but yeah i think very cool idea and hopefully an exercise for our our listeners to understand blood hunters don't need to be killy you know slice myself open for flames you know like yeah i I think you know try and get away from that to try and think if you take you know if you are taking that hp damage that you're taking it very likely you could take it be taking it internally Mm. that yeah you feel around your heart you know the the blood vessels constricting or something oh, you know that like there's like a, a poisoning pain or, a, yeah, yeah you can see a blackness in your veins appear or something like that like or the place where the spider bit you starts to like uh, sting and yeah. twinge and you know flinch a little bit you know clench up yeah or that maybe that's from there it's from that line from where the bite took place that you see the black and that the, the blood flames veins. or the, the lightning sprouts out of as well uh, whatever exactly it doesn't have to be lightning it could be cold it, it could, could be, be cold fire. i think like there's ice spiders out there right i guess it could have been yeah you could have done some sort of rhyme of the frost maiden type could be what, what's the anise hags icy. are they the or they're, they're bear, burr hags right the yeah. b-h-u-e-r hags those are the ice ones maybe something like that could be could be you could pick and choose it that so that it fits the setting that you're exactly. in exactly and uh yeah I, I was right. split by a fire elemental and now I have fire powers. <laughs> I I don't I don't hate Blood Hunter as much as I did I'm glad before we started this. And an hour later, hopefully I've convinced some of our listeners the same. Thank you so much for joining us. 
uh, this week. And look forward to Critical Role. And may your your blood hunts be forever in your favor. <laughs> may your hunts be forever blood. Forever blood. All right. Goodbye, folks. Thanks. See you later. Bye-bye.